Welcome to another episode of the Words That Spoke to My Soul. This this is another special edition. I have author Kay Brown with me today. How are you? I'm good. Hi, world. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm so happy we were able to finally link up. It seemed like everything was trying to get in the way of it. But hey, here we are today. Yeah, life is different these days. Isn't it? <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and get to it. Tell the audience your name, where you're from, and what name you write under. Hi, my name is Kay Brown. That's the name I write under. My real name I don't use at all because most people don't know how to pronounce it when I uh, spell it. It's St. Cyr, and they usually say St. Cry or something like that. So <laughs> I just say Kay Brown. I it's understand. easy. I understand that. that. Now, why did you pick that particular pen name? It's a combination of my name and my um, mar- ex marriage name. It's oh, okay. not my name no more. Okay. I so it's a combination. Cool, cool. Now, when did you actually um, begin writing and, and why? I started, honestly, I started writing in elementary. Nice. But I literally didn't know it was going to become uh, something I do for a career or a passion until I got into community college. Mm-hmm. My uh, professor, this is my English professor, I believe, he was telling us to write about what we did for the summer. And a lot of people don't know, but I had a child at 15, so my summer consisted of working. Mm-hmm. So my summer was boring. So I just made up a bunch of detailed lies. <laughs> and, and just told him that's what I did so at the end of class he was like did you do all this I'm like no I ain't do none of that he said so you just made all this up I'm like yeah he said so what's your major I'm like general studies right now probably nursing he said mm-hmm. I think you need to go do something in writing so he literally after class walked me down the hall to the counselor to change my major and that's wow. it became my my career you know, that's actually pretty dope that your teacher even noticed that because most teachers might, you know, especially in a setting as such, they might just brush over it and not even really pay attention to it. But those that take that personal interest in you, that's something. I believe nothing is a coincidence. And at the same time, I didn't know his daughter was dating my son's father at the time. I had no Oh, clue. goodness gracious. Oh, nothing's a coincidence. Everything happened for a reason. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's universe working. That's how the uh, universe works. Yes, I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> that is different <laughs> there. <laughs> now, um, you already mentioned that you... I thought I turned that off. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you... um. You mentioned that you started working as early as elementary. Yes, I have. I was writing like poetries and poems and stuff, my feelings. 
Yes, in uh, elementary poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't do much in high school. It took me to go back to go to college to get that spark back. I can understand that. But <clears throat> is that when you actually considered yourself a writer at that age? I just knew I was different because mm-hmm. I'm the only child from my mama. So I'm always was by myself looking out of windows and I'm a Pisces, so I'm a daydreamer. So I just took that as that was just who I was. And I just, I didn't think I was going to be a writer. I didn't know what I was going to be when at that age, but I knew I wasn't going to be in the labor field because that wasn't where my soul was at. I always did. I did like, I took up flute. I played the flute when I was young. I always did something musical and creative. That's 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 really unique because it's funny because my husband um, is a Pisces as well and he's also <laughs> a writer at heart and has always kind of did his own thing so it's like okay okay I see <laughs> but um <laughs> what's your sign uh, Aquarius oh yeah <laughs> so um, I'm on a cusp <laughs> oh okay I see, I see. <laughs> he, he's definitely not on the cusp he's all the way in there (laughs) but um it's just it's it's funny to see people of similar personalities finding that same passion and and how it took a minute to actually realize that passion yeah but i'm I'm happy that you both have i'm still waiting on my husband to do his thing but that's a whole nother is he like into music and everything else too? Like yes, yes, he he's into music. Um, not just listening to the music, but actually dissecting it and yeah, all of that. And you know, and and it's funny. I I can't. I don't want to take over your interview, but like it's like he has a book and he won't put it out. I don't know what's wrong with him. Why? Well, you know what is putting out a book is like putting out your baby to the public to be judged. Mm. You really sensitive about your work and that was one of the things I was scared of I was fear stopped me a long time ago not to put out that book but when I started writing it after Katrina it was like a coping mechanism which wasn't really a book at the time it was more like soap opera episodes that I just was writing and when I did decide to put it out it was like I got anxiety I ain't want nobody to tell me nothing I know we need reviews I know everybody got an opinion but Sometimes you don't want right. it. <laughs> right. Because it's like you're being judged on your, or well, who you are. And you can't change who you are. Now, editing, okay, I get editing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But content, I, I don't want you to judge my content. But like Erica Badu, I'm sensitive about my stuff. It, it's funny because I just seen a post on her uh, IG where she basically says, quotes that part of the song. And, um, it's just, it's interesting. I guess I need to give cut him a little bit more slack in that regard then. <laughs> I'll try. I, I can't hold, keep any promises. <laughs> but back to, but, back to you. Yeah, I'm curious, though. Y'all have very good, 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 good uh, support system. You know, understand. We, um, but I believe we were, uh, you know, establishing how your, your baby is your your baby and it's not it's hard to put it out there and allow others to critique 
Yeah, that's why I understand artists in particular. It's just hard. You just don't want to be judged on work. Like people don't know, I published this. This is my second publication of this book. The first time I published it, or self-published both times, but the company I went to the first time, self-publishing company with air quotes, because they mm. wanted 50% of my profit. And I'm like, no. What? Yeah, I did it for about maybe a year, but then I, as soon as I figured out a different way, I left them. So wow. in leaving them, I had to change my book cover because that was theirs. So I, mm. I, I went through Amazon and... um what was it called at the time of uh, Amazon and Kindle uh, create space, but now it's Kindle's book, Kindle something now, but okay. I went through that and um, it works out way better because it's print on demand is on Kindle and they don't take nothing, probably like maybe two, 3% for distribution charge. That's about okay. it. I okay. the most if it's international, well, I think. Well, that, that sounds a lot better um, than 50%. Right, like I'm. This that's, is my work. That's absurd. Ain't doing nothing. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that kind of you kind of answered my next question already. So you are an independent author. Yes. Okay. And I, I try. I'm not even gonna lie. I try to get a publishing companies mm-hmm. for those authors that's out there wondering why publishing companies don't accept. And listen, I try. And then I came to a realization of why I won't give them any of my content anyway. Mm. that's mine if it become a movie they get a percentage of that they own half of my rights I'm not doing that so I just sucked it up and self-published and I think it's better for me now I don't have a budget big budget like a publishing company would but even if they had a budget that don't mean they put it behind you You still have to promote market and all that yourself Mm -hmm. so I looked at I looked at all that and if you're not buzzing they're not going to promote you got to do it yourself they're not dropping off advances to us unless you already a big buzz or it's a big underground buzz. No, I see. I see. Because I, I often wonder, um, you know, the the pros and cons versus going with traditional publishing or going the self-publishing route. And there's definitely pros and cons for both. But um, I do know of people who have like several books out who had the opportunity to go with a publishing company, but they just chose to continue to do it on their own. I don't know if there's necessarily a right or wrong decision um, when making that choice, but I'm happy that people have the opportunity to go either route versus not putting your work out at all. And it's like, why do I want to come to, why do I want you to pick me up after I didn't put in all this work out of all these books and now you want to come to me? And try and take my soul from me. Right, like after the fact. Oh, you know, yeah, after the fact. Uh, now it's a big deal. Who was that, Mike Jones? Uh, now I'm hot. Now y'all. Are... <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I felt, yeah. You yeah. ain't want me trying to come up. You ain't want to help me. Exactly. Now you want help. Won't come in and try and take it. Uh-uh. Exactly. Master exactly. P was like that too. I learned a lot from looking at him being from down here. Yes, and, yes. And did you watch his uh, docuseries? I did. Yeah. I did. And looking at the docuseries and living at the same time of all that happening, of course, a lot of stuff was left out, but it, it made sense more to me in some ways. Mm-hmm. Some ways. But yeah. he definitely was not about to give up his company exactly. after all the work he put in. Exactly. And you, sh- and you shouldn't. 
you should not. Um, but tell me, please, about your baby. What book are you um, currently promoting and what's it about? Okay, I Truth Love is a trilogy. It's the first book of the trilogy. Her name is Truth Love. So it's not a love story. It's not a romantic story. It's street mixed with spiritual, if you get the message by the third book. It's about Truth, who in the first book, she's basically caught up in this relationship with this man that claims to be someone else, has another occupation. He claims he's this, this A&R executive, and she's an independent businesswoman. So she's like, okay, we both independent people. Let's get this a try. But finds out he's totally not who he is. He's a sex trafficker. And he oh kidnapped. Yes, he ended up kidnapping her and making her do things she didn't want to do. But she has her sister and her best friend living with her. So she's able to communicate to them what's going on so she could try and get out of the situation. But there's also her ex-boyfriend who she's trying to he's trying to help her get out of that situation as well. Mm. So a lot of twists and turns in there. It sounds like it. And it's, I don't like to read books that I can expect the ending. I know what's going to happen. So I do things that in my book that I think that you wouldn't expect because it's just raw. I don't want you to think that was that wasn't going to happen. Like you're going to lose, fall in love with a character and may lose that character. It's just <laughs> That's just the way it is. It is. <laughs> cool, cool. And, well, it definitely sounds like there's uh, numerous twists and turns in action and excitement happening in Truth Love. Yes. And I'm working on part two. I'm 90% done. Okay. Um, Congrats so, on that. Thank you. Yeah, That's so, been a struggle. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure because it, it, it is an accomplishment and um, uh, to put that out there and to work on a, you know another one after that, it definitely takes some time and effort and look forward to once that one's released as well. Now, what in particular inspired you to write this book or you know, well, how did the idea come about? Like I was saying, I needed a coping mechanism after Katrina and writing is my gateway to communicate so I, I'm not going to say his name but at the time I was with someone and we were uh, he was in jail during Katrina and he got treated so bad during that time and mm-hmm. I decided to start sending him letters like soap operas to keep keep him entertained because wow. there was a lot going on like they were getting abused in jail and stuff at that time so I was sending him entertainment and I would be to, com- to be continuing each one. So that's how it was like episodes of each one. Mm-hmm. And then one of my best friends moved in with me after Katrina. Um, and at- we was in Atlanta and um, she was like, let me read this. And she went to reading it. And she's like, girl, this sounds like Terry McMillan, girl, what you going to do with this? And I was like, I don't know. And I just like, maybe I should do something with it. And that's how I became. Wow. That's how I became. So you were literally in sending words of entertainment to someone who was in jail to help yeah. them cope while you were writing to cope, and now you have your baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's a wonderful book, baby. I I love it. I love it. That's that's really nice. Now, as you stated, you know, it, you started this as a coping mechanism. What was the hardest part of writing this particular book? 
I kept stopping. It was like, it took me five years to complete it. And a lot happened in that five years. So I had to maintain that voice of mm-hmm. the character. So I always had to keep going back to read what I wrote so I could maintain her voice. Because even though I evolved, I needed that voice to stay the same. So that character could evolve later. So mm-hmm. it, I don't do outlines. I just write. Okay. And I go back and edit. So it's like I had a beginning and an end, but I didn't know what the middle was going to look like. And the okay. middle part was the part that I had to really entertain more and focus on more because I needed the dialogue to be coinciding with what I was trying to get at, the message I was trying to get to. But again, I don't think people got the message in the first one, which is my point. I don't want you to. Mm. But I'm dropping gems in there so you could. It's like a mystery hood spiritual book. <laughs> Put it that way. And you know, it's funny because th- like th- that's how I take all of my readings. I want to see what literally speaks to my soul. And if you're telling me I'm going to have a f- hard time finding that, I'm truly intrigued. <laughs> I am. I'm so serious about that. Well, we talked about the hardest part. What would have been the easiest part of writing Truth Love? The easiest part is the end when you finish. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Like, it's done. (laughs) It's done. It's done. And I'm not, after that, then, you know, finding, when I was looking for a a publication, I was like, okay, that's hard. But sending out synopsis and stuff, trying to send that out, that was kind of hard because you were trying to put your book in an entertainment form for somebody else to like. But the easiest was finishing. Uh, once I got that product in my hand, I was like, wow. I did it. It actually happened. Even, <laughs> even the second time. Like the first time I took it down and went and done it again, I re-edited it because the editing wasn't good from the first time. Okay. And it was like a new book to me. Mm. Nice. Nice. Well, I- I'm glad to see that, you know, you you still found the joy in writing because I think there are some authors who lose it based on the experience they have, especially considering that you had a negative experience with the first self-publishing agency that you kind of worked with. So I'm glad you continue to have that and uh, press forward. Thank you. You're welcome. Now that kind of leads to the next question. Do you, did you learn anything from writing your book? And if so, what was it? I learned a whole heap a lot. There was many days I was looking for people that I didn't have a mentor. I had to self-taught myself everything I learned about writing and editing and and, um, publication and all that. Mm -hmm. So I learned editing is important. That's number one. Editing and book cover. To Mm -hmm. me, the book cover, Mm -hmm. you have to grasp the person in. The editing has to keep them want to reading. And when I found all those editing mistakes, I didn't want to read my own damn book. (laughs) (laughs) Editing is important. And I also learned market your book before two months before or even four months before it even comes out six months mm-hmm. even get your audience together Drum I don't have an audience yeah. 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 I, I could see put that. the book out without having an audience and that was dumb I, I'm like that's the worst marketing mistake I could ever made but mm-hmm. I, I learned you live and you learn you live and you learn yeah absolutely I'll have to write these little tips down for myself. Yeah. Get your audience. Yes, I'm telling you. Get them before you put it out. 
but it, it, it all of this makes sense, you know. It it definitely makes sense. Now we already kind of touched on this um, in regards to the message um, in your novel. Is there a message that you want your readers to grasp? But I kind of don't want to ask it because it's like you're not. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you anyway. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't be able to tell you anyway. But the <laughs> ones that have responded. That they received the message. It was like, I got, I felt like I was truthful. I felt like I was Frankie. I could relate. A lot of people tell me they could relate. I could tell you that. Okay. A lot of people tell me they could relate to, I have what, five, Truth, Frankie, uh, Kaya, Sai, Kenneth. I have six characters in there. So, okay. All right. So, so from, from your readers, you are finding that they are grasping something out of it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Now, um, if you had to do it all over again, what would you change, if anything, in, in your book? If I had to, if I would probably not change nothing. I wouldn't change anything in that in this book because I had the opportunity to change it and I still didn't change nothing but the editing. That's the only okay. thing I would change. Editing. So, so focus on that editing. Editing, yes. Okay, okay. Now, I know that you said that this is a republish. Um, and a lot of times people have books that are published but still have sitting off to the side. How many books have you actually written? I don't have any other books written, but I do have a bunch of, I have a poem, I could say a poem book that I want to publish that nice. I've started from a kid to an adult. It's just, different levels of how I evolved in writing and thinking and feeling. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to put that out as a combination. Nice, nice. Now, um, if you had to choose between those, and, and I know that uh, Truth Love is a series, which would be your favorite? I think my poems, because they're more intimate, they're me, they're not fiction. I can definitely see how that could... Um, you know, be your favorite because you're actually exposing a piece of you on a more personal level. Yes. Now, uh, I've, I've spoken with a few authors over the course of my time of uh, becoming a true book blogger and and uh, whatnot. And I've heard varying stories on this, but what is your experience with others in the writing community? I'm thankful I haven't had any experience with bad experience with other writers in the community. Only thing I can say is they are very territorial, some of them. It's like your reader can't read my book type thing. Like that doesn't work. We all have a product and people have different likes. I've heard that from other authors, but I haven't experienced it from anyone yet. And thankfully, because um, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I, your genre may not be the same genre as mine. And if it is, we're talking about different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And um, I mean, it's no different than the, you know, with the movies and the remakes that they continually do. Um, and you can watch each one and like something different out of them both. So I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with the sentiment that there's only, you know, if you're in my, my genre that you I don't want you compete like a competition type right. thing. there's so many different works of art out there you know it's always something for someone 
And it kind of leads me back to backtrack a little bit. What separates you from other authors? In I think what separates me is because I'm in my own lane. I'm not curious or concerned. I don't even read other people's books in that in my same genre I'm in because I don't want to be inspired by them. I don't want them okay. to think I stole an idea from them. I don't read their books because I like to stay focused on me because I get influenced by a lot of things and if I mm-hmm. start reading other people's fiction books I'm gonna get influenced by it so I just keep right. my head focused on me and what I'm doing and I read different type of books oh I, I can understand that because I can see how that can happen and it may not necessarily be you know, but unfortunately the things that happen around you and you expose yourself to can influence the work that you do produce so I can respect that now, I, I know you've mentioned editing I and even this last question as far as standing in your own lane and not reading other people's works while you're trying to, uh, you know, write your own in your genre. Do you have any other advice for writers? Uh, just be you. Don't let nobody tell you you have to change anything besides editing. <laughs> just be you. <laughs> if you, you want to write about some monsters that are Black and they, they're running after some kids, be you. There's a job. There's an audience mm-hmm. for everything we do. The most craziest and the most wildest people have audience too. So there's an audience for everything. Yes. Absolutely. I think that's awesome advice to give. Now, um, if you're not familiar with my book club, it's called Words for the Soul. And so basically, I try to find something that speaks to my soul out of every book that I read. I don't like telling people what the book is you know, the full, you know, plot of the book. I kind of want them to figure it out for themselves. But I do say what spoke to me. And that leads me to the last couple of questions that I have for you. What's your favorite book of all time? My favorite, okay. I got a fiction book, of course. The Coldest Winter Ever is my favorite fiction. But Okay, I can see that. My favorite book of all times will have to be Sacred Woman. It's to, it's to heal yourself by Queen of Four for women to heal their wounds right. and to heal your inner sides and, and learn how to be the healer in the family. So that's literally my favorite book right now. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of told me what spoke to your soul after reading that book. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I healed so much of myself. <laughs> it, after that, it was a lot I learned about that book and having an open mind when reading that book, you, you really do have to have an open mind. But but I def I definitely agree with you on that because I have it and I haven't completed it. And it's like sometimes it's just so much for my mind to handle. I have to put yeah, it down. <laughs> yeah. It, that's how I was. Yeah. But Okay. Because I'm like, man, you've read the whole book. I, like, it's I read the whole book, but I, it took me a minute. I didn't go straight through it. Yeah. It did yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can see that. But I do see the benefits in reading that particular book. So maybe it was a reason that I had you on the um, podcast today to get me back to at least uh, getting a couple pages in Listen, of that one. Nothing's a coincidence. <laughs> Everything happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what are you currently reading? I'm reading 365 Days of Hoodoo right now. I'm learning okay. to heal my family through the natural arts of food and everything we have around us. See, living how this world going, I need to learn how to 
self-sufficient and, and not depending on anyone. Yes, yes. And, 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 you, and you say, you know, nothing happens by coincidence. It's funny because I'm diagnosed with um, a conversion disorder that doctors really don't understand, but they can tell you that you have it. And it is a, a mental health condition where um, various things can trigger it, be it stress, um, lack of rest, um, all types of things. All types of things. And I actually had an episode, yeah, all types of things. I actually had an episode earlier today and I was worried because I'm like, you know, if I cancel on Kay again, she's going to think I am just totally full of it. (laughs) But fortunately, I was able to get my rest and pull out of it 10 minutes before we were to begin recording. So for you to mention this book on how to heal and things like that, I know there was a reason that we were able to continue to connect. Um, And that's the reason there, because there isn't anything per se that they can do to help me, but the, the better I take care of my body, the better I am and the important thing to my body when things do come up. Oh, girl, you gave me chills just now. Oh, you're on the right path. You gave me chills. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So thank you for sharing that with me. I'm definitely going to have to take a look at that one. Now, do you have anything specific you want to say to your current and future readers? Because I know you're going to get some from this podcast. Well, check out my book, of course, True Love. Volume 1 is on Amazon and Kindle. Um, And follow me on Instagram because that's basically where I'm always at. I do have a Facebook page called K Brown. My Instagram page is real underscore K-A-Y underscore Brown. And my podcast is also on Anchor. And y'all can check that out. It's a true love podcast, a dramatization of the book. So we're kind of reenacting certain parts of the book to entice you to get the book. So yeah, that's I like, I like. That's all I have. Very nice. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us, Kay. And um, I look forward to reading your book. You definitely have uh, gained you a new reader for myself. Thank you. And um, I wish you the best on your continual writing journey. Thank you. And you're welcome. I pray. I don't know, pray. I already know because I got the chills. So you're going to read the finish reading your book, Secret Sacred Woman, and you're going to be able to heal each part that triggers you. Yes, absolutely. That's what we're speaking into existence. Yes, we are. And I thank you for that. And for all my listeners, as always, thank you for joining us. Happy reading and happy listening. And I will catch you guys next time.